Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the KV Pod. This is episode 13. I am your host, Daniel. Thanks again for tuning in. Uh, we've got a little bit of a different episode for you today. Uh, it is just me and Shaleen on this episode, and actually it ended up being a two-parter, so it'll be just me and Shaleen for next week's episode. But uh, we are telling some stories and talking about our past. Um, one thing that we've wanted to do on the KV Pod and will certainly do as we move forward is have guests. Um, we know a lot of interesting people and people with interesting stories and really want to be able to talk to them and get to know their stories as well. And we thought, well, before we do that, we might as well tell our stories and get to know each other and let you guys get to know us a little bit. So in this week and next week's episode, Shaleen and I are telling our college stories of our experiences at Truman State University, which is the college that we both attended. Um, and even though we attended the same schools and had similar friend groups, we actually had very different experiences, vastly different experiences at college. And so uh, hearing Shaleen's story juxtaposed with my story is uh, pretty interesting. And we both really enjoyed having this conversation with each other. So hope you guys enjoy the episode. You're going to hear Shaleen discuss things like choosing her major, which she ended up in a major that was not her first choice per se. And a lot of people would say is kind of an easy major, but actually turned out being perfect for her personality and her career nowadays. Um, she'll talk about her work with international students and how fulfilling and memorable that was for her. And also her eventual transition to Life Church and being friends with me. I mean, we're married now, but we were not friends for the majority of our undergrad. So it's interesting to hear uh, that progression of, of her experience through college. So lastly, just want to encourage you guys to subscribe to the show. However you listen to podcasts, feel free to leave us a review, positive or negative. We'll take the feedback either way. And don't forget to follow us on TikTok and Instagram. We are posting content there regularly and would love to have you guys interact with us on those platforms. So I think that's all I got for you now. Let's get into the show. All right. Well, we are back. Another episode of the KV Pod. You hit record at the most random moments. That's part of the fun. Oh, uh, okay. It's been a lazy Saturday for us. Oh, it's so beautiful. Oh, it's so nice. Uh, it's just me and Shaleen today. Um, Emily is at the conference that <laughs> Shaleen totally administrated but is not attending. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, yeah. Because I, no. I, was, I wasn't sure if that was an option. But my boss told me, like, no, like, if you administrate it well and make sure that your people are good, then, like, go for it and you rest. And I'm like, OK, cool. So we were there last night for the evening meeting. Yeah, which was super great. And we did all the registration stuff and then all of the kitchen and cleanup stuff and got home around 11. Um, yeah. And then tonight we'll go again. We're both on worship team. Mm -hmm. I got to play drums. Woot. It's going to be great. Yes. And then I'm on in the morning. Are you on in the morning? No, no. You're really? on in the morning. Uh -huh. They picked all like high school or close Wait, to high school I'm age kids for worship. I'll have to check that. You, I might be lying to you. Oh, okay. I think I'm because I'm, the third, right, is tomorrow? I think so. Yeah. 
Interesting. Yeah, for Make those sure. who don't know, we're talking about the Interchange Youth Conference woot, woot. that Life Church does. We I don't know if we've done a big one like this in a while. And the funny thing is we didn't yeah. we did not try to do a big one this year. Well there was originally gonna be two churches, youth, you know, and then call it you know, it's kinda of, it's called a youth conference, but any age can come. It's just more maybe more geared toward Yes. Twenty two and under. Definitely. Or eighteen and under. That's the intent. Yep. Uh, and so I think from what I hear, the original intention was to be like a little mini conference of 30 kids and then like a hundred people registered and we've got like other churches cause life church is connected to a lot of other churches around the country. And so, um, it's not like people are coming from random churches. It's just like other churches that we know are like, Hey, we want to do this thing too. And so it was actually pretty big and it was super fun. Yeah. We um, had 178 people there last night. Oh, wow. Because people okay. from our church, like adults sure. that didn't register, just showed up just for the service. Up. Nice. So, yeah, we had 178. That's and, really cool. And Yeah. And before registration, we had 101 registered and then we had several no shows, but then we had a lot of people show up that hadn't registered. So mm-hmm. we ended with 114 registered. Crazy. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And you are, are, I mean, you're the main person running the conference administratively. Administratively. Andrew. Yeah. And Michael and Joey, there's a whole team sure, of and course. they pulled me in to okay. just like help with the logistics of hospitality and registration and food and okay. all of the And Michael logistics. is one of the main ones in terms of vision of like, what's this conference going to be about? And yeah, it's my understanding. I don't know. I haven't been in many of their, <laughs> okay. in their meetings. In that department. Yeah. I've really, Andrew, who's like. The most administrative, I would say, of that team reached out to me to be like, hey, can you do the things? Interesting. Yeah. So, so I don't really know. We got food. We got dinners. We got worship teams. We got cleanup crews. Yeah. We got hospitality. People staying at people's houses. Yep. All the things that need to happen that I am terrible at organizing. <laughs> Which is why Shalene is the boss at that. Well, thanks. I really, really appreciate Andrew and Joey and Michael, like the team and being able to communicate with them to see what they're needing and just their encouragement along the way and help. And then honestly, David, my boss, his input of just like, Shalene, I'm handing this one to you. Um, but I'm here if you need anything. Like I want you to learn. I want you to grow. I want you to be doing these things, but like I got your back and I just super appreciate that. Um, yeah. Cause then really on this one, he has been fully hands off. There's only been a couple of times that he's been like, Hey, have you thought about this? And it's cool because he's worked with me enough that a lot of times I'm like, yes. And I have an answer for him. There's been a few times where I've been like, Oh, uh, no, (laughs) (laughs) I was, so that's, yeah, it's really cool to be learning and growing in that. Cause David has administrated a conference or two in his time. Yeah. For the last (laughs) at least 20 years, a couple decades. Yeah. Yeah. So we got a we got an A A team. I was about to be like an A star team, <laughs> whatever that means. Five star team. Five star A plus team. A plus team. A class. A team. All right. Anyway, that's good. <laughs> but that's not what we intended to talk about today. But well, I do want to say though before we close that off that sure. like, yes, I'm thankful for the part that I get to play. But I'm even more thankful because it's so cool to see the body of Christ at work. Like it's so so cool to see the different gifts that God has given people and where they feel comfortable and where they fit and where things that like make me, I'm, I'm not into like 
kitchen crew. I, I am happy to serve and like help clean up and help chop the things, whatever. But Hugo man loves that and like has vision for the menu and like tries these recipes and it's so cool. And then on the other hand, like people are like, Shalene, I hate all of the detaily stuff that you're doing. But to me, that's the easy stuff. And it's just mm. really cool to work together to carry that. And it's been really, really cool to learn from the Lord more about like asking him for his help and accepting his grace instead of just being like, Oh, I got this. Cause that's the thing I do. Um, but then also learning to ask him f- to send help for, from people that it's their thing. Like they enjoy doing it's this their thing. Strength yeah. It's so, so cool. So cool. Yeah. That's been a big thing that God has been talking to me about during prep for this conference is just like, I would be stressing out about like, okay, we need this team and this team and this team and this team. And like, no one has said anything. And so I need to reach out and text all of these people to figure out if we can find people to fill the holes. And God was like, or you could just ask me about it and I'll send you people. And I was like, what? That's an option. No way. That's too easy. I know. And it was so cool because then I just started praying for that and praying about that. And people would just walk up to me and be like, Hey, like, I know the conference is coming up and like, how can I help? Yeah. People from our church are coming. up. Yes. Yeah. Or even just like people who haven't necessarily like they're new to our church and oh, things yeah. like that. Right, right, right. Walking up and being like, hey, like I have more time on my schedule and I'm looking for places to serve. Do you know where I can serve? And I'm like, yo. So next weekend. It's like, <laughs> have we got a show yes, for you? But exactly. Shalene is like, have I got a job for you? Literally, it's <laughs> but it's so cool. And just God's faithfulness with hospitality stuff. The same thing of we reached out. We had houses ready. We had placements done. And then things shifted because last minute people had stuff come up in, li- in their lives and they weren't able to host. And so they're texting and saying like, I'm sorry, da, da, da. Like that happened with one specifically. We had something mess up. So I reached out to someone else. They weren't able to reach out to someone else. They weren't able to reach out to someone else. And they were like, yeah, we can. I was like, cool. That's Friday. All right. So then Saturday I get a text from those people. From the backup of the backup of the backup. Yes. That that was like, "Um, okay, we're so sorry, but life is crazy right now and we can't. And I was like, okay, no worries. Like, thanks for letting me know. And in my brain, I'm going, but I've already tried all the backups. I don't know what to do. So immediately I was like, you know, God here, I'm just not even going to think about it until Monday. And then, so that was Saturday night. And then Sunday morning in service, I get a text from somebody that was totally not even on my radar Hmm. that was like, Hey, do you have us down for hospitality? Like we would love to host people if you're needing a spot. And I was like, Hey, so how do you feel about these people? We go with that. And they're like, Oh, that'd be great. And I'm like, wow. Thanks God. Yeah. My headphones are falling off my head. What is going on here? You know, make them smaller. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool how things are falling into place and um, God makes a way. Oh, that's better. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. You good? Yes. You look very cute with your headphones. Oh, thanks. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah. Anyway, well, that's what we're podcasting in the midst of. So the yes. the day, what are the, I don't know, the breakout sessions, the, the midday activities are happening yeah. right now. They're probably eating lunch right now. They should be wrapping up lunch. Yeah, they should be very wrapping up lunch by now. Breaking up into their groups and Mm -hmm. doing their discussions. For breakouts until 3.30, and then they'll get a break this afternoon before dinner and the evening service. Sweet. Cool. Well, that has nothing to do with what we wanted to talk about today. No, but life. Life is happening, and we are enjoying it, making the most of it. Yep. 
Yes. Uh, we wanted to... So Shalene and I had been talking about wanting to do some episodes where we tell our life stories yeah. and kind of give some background on where we've come from, what we've gone through, what we've grown in, yeah. things like that. Because we have, in some ways, our particular backgrounds are extremely similar but then also very different in certain areas. And so we think it's interesting to discuss how it has shaped us. Compare and contrast the lives of Daniel and Shalene. There you go. I'm going to put that question on. In a five-paragraph essay. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) But also wanting to open a space for having other people on the podcast. I have people in mind already that I think have very interesting life stories and things that they have come through, whether it's like a crazy life story or whether it's just something that I want to talk to them about. And I don't know, I feel like it's only appropriate that we start telling yeah. about our background a little bit just so that the people have an understanding of that in the hopes of having other people on and talking mm-hmm. to them about their stories. So it's just part yeah. of something we want to have on this podcast. Yes, and I'm excited. Like the movies and everything that we've been doing are really fun, but I'm excited to be able to peel back several more layers and go deeper. Um, yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, we kind of want to discuss things at all levels so whether it's movies or yeah parenting marriage life stories yeah biblical stuff we kind of want to touch on all of it and i don't know maybe we'll become more niche as we move along but for now we're just talking about anything and everything yes so so lead the way my love (laughs) today we wanted to kind of focus on college and our experiences at college so we both attended the same university truman state university go dogs oh i was gonna do it you did it good job Bulldogs specifically. I was going to do the hand thing. Yeah, there's can't a hand see thing. Us. Bulldogs. Oh, wait, is the camera on? Yeah, the camera's on. Oh, hi. Oh, actually, maybe I didn't hit record. I don't Oops. think it's on. Here, let me hit the record button. <laughs> go dogs. Yeah, go dogs. <laughs> Oops, anyway. All right. Yeah, and think. I think that hand gesture where you like put your pointer finger and your pinky finger up to make like little furled over dog ears uh-huh. was like invented while we were undergrads there. As far as I know. I don't know. Because I've been around Truman. Since I'm from Kirksville. Sure. I've been around Truman since I was like in eighth grade. Just with the music department and yeah. playing saxophone and stuff. I mean, not that I was super integrated with student life. I, I don't, don't know. know. I feel like it was I just I definitely a new never thing. saw it until our like junior year. Right. And I think. However, I'm hesitant to say that anything was our class's invention. I don't know. It I doesn't just... have to be our class. It just has to be invented during our our tenure at the university. Sure. Okay. All right. Maybe. I don't know. Could be wrong. If you about graduated that, before 2018 from Truman State University and you knew that the Go Dogs thing was a thing, well, actually, I guess Let if we back know. up to our sophomore year, it would have been 2016. If you graduated before 2016, fair enough. <laughs> Let us know. Yeah. Uh, email us at thekvpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> He's got all the <laughs> that, stuff. Do you actually... ever check that email? Yeah, I have it set up. Okay, good. No one emails us yet, but... I'm not the tech person for this podcast, so I have no access to the Insta, to the Twitter, to the TikTok. We don't have a Twitter. To the email. Right. Exactly. Now we don't. (laughs) That's how plugged in Shalina is. That's how much I care. I mean... Which is fine. Speaking of... I don't... I'm not People working on the things that they're good at. Like Emily and I are excited about the social media and posting. I'm not. I, no offense, do not like social media. I just don't. Totally fine. Meh. Social media is like a knife. It can be used for good or for bad. Wow. Anyway, (laughs) the interesting thing about us attending Truman is that, first of all, we both attended the exact same year. So we were both 
freshman 2014, mm-hmm. graduated 2018. Yep. We were around similar friend groups, especially yeah. with the Christian Campus Fellowship. Campus Christian Fellowship. Campus Christian Fellowship, CCF. Sheesh. Sorry. Or Crispy Chicken Campus Fingers. Campus Christian and- Fellowship. We should share Austin Campin's rap. Okay. <laughs> on on whatever platform that is appropriate. Is it on YouTube? It is so good. Okay, yes. We'll, we'll plug that. And then we could There's, tag him and be oh, like, yo, yeah. Austin, have you heard our podcast? Anyway. For those that don't know CCF, there is a strong sense culture. of community it's and so culture good. and it's inside great. jokes and references and stories. It's, it's parodies, cool raps, yeah, all kinds of talent shows. Yeah. Fun stuff. Anyway, so Shalene and I were involved with that, but then at the same time had extremely like, Polar opposite majors. Majors. <laughs> and then <laughs> we'll get into that. Uh, also, it's interesting that it's polar. Hilarious. Chem- <laughs> chemistry jokes. Uh-huh. Good one. Thank you. Um, and then out of that, very different, I'll just say emotional experiences yes. going through college just yeah. related to the academics. And I kind of want to preface this with just like a tiny little tidbit from Daniel and our relational relationship story that like we didn't start dating until after college. And on one of our dates, we were on a walk. It was early on in our relationship. And I referenced college and was like, yeah, I'm just so amazed by like <laughs> yeah. how many relationships I have. Like I was... I came into college expecting to graduate and like move on and like cut ties and just move on. It's part of life. You move on. Right. I'll move to Kansas City or St. Louis or maybe something. I don't know. And instead, I'm amazed, Daniel, that I am living in Kirksville still. And like, this is where God has put me. And like, I'm in a relationship with you of all people. And like, I'm connected to so many people. And this is family and this is home. It's so weird. And Daniel's response is on this date. I don't know if you want to say it. I was just like, uh, yeah, that's not my experience. No, he literally said college for me. All of those relationships are like ghosts. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, oh, boy. okay, (laughs) okay." I don't know. I might have been a little melodramatic. You were a little you were very like it got deep real fast because. Yeah. And so college was rough for me. And there was a lot of emotions and friendships that were good and friendships that were not good and all kinds of stuff. And 95% of it is not a part of my life right now, which is so crazy. So it's just so, so for four years, it was everything. It was overwhelmingly everything in my life. And then it's just gone. And so the, the reference I always make is one, uh, a song by Andy Minio. Mm. I think it's called Ghost. It's on his Uncomfortable album. And in that song, he's talking about a friend who, like, they were best friends and they were going to, you know, make it big together and da da da. And then they're just gone. And it's like, wow, it's like they were a ghost the whole time. It's almost like they never existed in the first place. Um, and I, I don't know. I feel like college is, is kind of like that for me. So, yeah. I'm I don't know. It's looking just, it up. Uh, yeah, there is one called Ghost. Yeah, on the Uncomfortable album. Yeah. yeah. You lyrics. Anyway, we don't have to hash that whole thing. But anyway, anyway um, yeah, I don't know. We should start with start from the beginning of. Let's we, just start at the beginning. Yes. We started in 2014. Um, I was a chemistry major. Yes. Started as a music minor because I wanted to continue playing saxophone. Okay. I wanted to do jazz. Okay. And a Spanish minor because I really fell in love with Spanish in high school and was uh-huh. like, oh, I love this language. I want to like learn it and study abroad. And so I was a chemistry major, double minor, and then also pre-education. So at Truman, 
there is no undergrad degree in education, which right. is very unusual compared to other universities. Right. Um, the way it works at Truman is that you get an undergrad degree in some content area, so like chemistry for me, and then you go, you start an accelerated master's program right. that then gets you all your education classes. Master and, of education. Right. It helps you prepare to become a teacher. and But that program starts in undergrad. Yes. So the classes that I had to take as pre-education, well, well as pre-education, I had to take additional classes to be on track for that master's program that I would be applying to later on. And so major, double minor, plus... Master's work. Plus pre, pre-education, pre which is essentially, if I add up all the credit hours, was like another minor. Sure, So major, absolutely. triple minor. So that's insane little Daniel just, who thinks he can do everything. I'm that's how I started. because what a TTS. Typical Truman student. Hashtag and TTS. It's, it's funny because I started as a double major, mathematics and communication with a minor in music. Okay. So that was mine. And I remember I didn't want to do, oh no, I was pre-MAE. Were you actually? Yes, because that oh, was wow. the point of mathematics for oh, me. Oh, because everyone was like, Shalene, you're such a good communicator. You love school. You're so smart. And you like, you'd teach. be a great teacher. Yeah. And I loved math. And so I was like, mm, sure. Like, I don't really know what I want to do with my life. I feel like God has called me to like be in full time ministry. But that's not something that you just walk up to a church and are like, yo, I've been called. You hire me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I would like to be your children's pastor. <laughs> Although I feel like it can work that way. In some yes, places, in but. some places. But it just had not been my experience. And I knew yeah, that no. that wasn't going to. Yeah. And I knew that I was supposed to go to college. Like it was very clear. God had prepared the way for me and like get, given me scholarships and given me a place and just all these things that I knew very clearly I was supposed to go to college, but the reason for college was way less clear. Like yeah. I was like, cool, I'm here and happy to learn. Let's go. That's funny. <laughs> um, yes. So yeah, I was pre MAE. Okay. Interesting. That's wow. Whoa. That was a hot minute ago. <laughs> I completely forgot that. Um, I guess I was going to add something to that. Oh yes. And then I remember freshman year sitting around, looking at the honors curriculum for Truman, because you know you can get a college-wide honors. There's departmental honors, but there's college-wide honors. Yes. Do you know that? I think so, yes. There's like you take a class from each of these categories. Right, right, right. Like, and they're all like harder classes. And I was looking at it and I was like, okay, how doable is this with my schedule? And then I was like, I don't know that that's necessary on top of everything. <laughs> because else. understanding our background, you and I did extremely well in K through 12. Yeah. I loved school. Yeah. And we both love school. So we yeah. are like the, that stereotypical, like high achieving kid who's like does well in high school and then thinks they're just going to go to college and just like ace everything, which I did. So I don't know did. what you're talking about. <laughs> You did. However, I was I not a chemistry not. major. Yeah, fair enough. So, um, I, and, and I didn't like fail or get bad grades, but no. I struggled a lot, um, which is like classic, I think, college, because you come from a relatively small pond, if you will, yeah. and then you get thrown into the ocean. And there's yeah. a lot of bigger fish around, and you're like, oh gosh. Well, so, yeah. 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 I don't know. Yes, it's a very interesting mix. I definitely remember feeling like, oh no, I'm not the only smart person here. But then I also remember realizing. Like, okay, I'm not the only smart person here, but I am a smart person here. Okay. Like, you know what? I I don't mean that in a prideful way. Like, I want to try to figure out how to say that. But I feel like some people, they came to Truman and were like, oh, my goodness. Like, I'm not smart. Hmm. And, like, I actually, this is not good. 
Okay. Like maybe Truman is not for them kind of thing? Well, yeah. Or even just a I'm at the bottom of the pile here at Truman kind of thing. Okay. Whereas my experience was like, oh, there are other people definitely smarter than me. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Good to know, obviously, but like good to know. Sure. And then, but also I'm close there. Does that make sense? Okay. So meaning what? You could do well? Yes. And meaning that it was a shock and it was good. But it wasn't, I don't think it was as difficult for me Okay. as for some others Okay. because my expectation wasn't that far off from my reality. Okay. I see what you're saying. Does that sure. make sense? Yeah. I don't know. This is also, what, four years later, so I might not remember all of the emotions. Fair enough. Walking through it all because yeah. it was a lot. But Yeah. So did you, you lived on campus when you came? I did. My freshman and then sophomore year as well. Nice. You lived in C.C. Hall? Yep. Centennial. Nice. Woot. I don't remember any of our cheers. We were the bananas, right? Yeah, C. <laughs> Hall. Oh, C. Hall is bananas. I remember that one. Oh, yeah. That's all I got. Oh, that's the whole cheer? Uh, no, it had a whole thing, but I oh, okay. don't remember. That was freshman week. Because <laughs> you guys had yellow shirts. Yes. I just remember some of our essays dressing up in like banana suits. and yeah. Sounds exciting. So how did you get connected with CCF? So... Um, I got connected before I came to Truman, like before I even accepted a position at oh, Truman. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. I got, I don't remember what happened first. Like, I know I was on Truman's website looking at the organizations and saw Campus Christian Fellowship. And I don't know if it was before or after that, that I received a mailing from them. I think it was after I already knew they were a thing. Okay. Um, and so when we scheduled my Truman visit... I reached out to CCF and was like, yo, is there somebody I could meet with to like talk about your organization? So when my mom and I went to visit Truman, um, we met with Reed Dent mm -hmm. in the CCF house nice, and like sat and like talked about life and like what CCF was. And it was really awkward, um, <laughs> but he was really nice. Yeah, he's great. He's awesome. Um, but it was just, it was pretty awkward. But it was so great then because when I came back, I was floored when I came back for freshman week after I decided to go mm -hmm. to Truman and all this stuff, like Reed remembered my name. Like mm. he greeted me at the CCF house front door and was like, hey, you're Shalene, right? And I was like, dude, one, you remember me, two, you remember my name. Like, yeah. hello. <laughs> it was great. That's very cool. Yeah. So you were connected from the get go. And yes. then did you, had you already decided to be a part of that and like because they have Sunday services and yeah. they, they are church for a lot of students yeah was that you from the beginning yes like it wasn't something that I knew oh man I just know I'm gonna do this but it was like oh this looks interesting and I'm gonna try it out okay. and then it quickly became like yeah this is where I am right now and like this is a place that I can serve and this is a place that I can be involved and this is a place like CCF very quickly became my whole college experience outside of classes hmm. really. I mean, cause there was opportunities to do everything that I wanted to within CCF. Cool. I didn't join any sororities cause there was service opportunities in CCF Yeah, and I wasn't into social anything. Yeah, yeah social no. And then because CCF provided that as well, like hmm. social opportunities. Um, and yeah. Like I didn't do national fraternities or excuse me, like honor fraternities okay. and like stuff like that. Professional organizations. Sure. Yeah. Because I looked at that and I was like, okay, again, 
And I guess that goes into, so I decided at one point freshman year later on to drop my math major, which was a really huge, hard decision, but I picked up a business major. So with that, I then was looking at like, oh, so do I join some of these business fraternities? And with that, I also decided so much of this is just shallow shallower like (laughs) networking so that you know the people so that you can put it on your resume so you Mm. can do the thing and I I was like you're gonna charge me money to be cool (laughs) like that's just really dumb you're not buying it yeah no I was not and I remember when I got like the email that was like congratulations you've been selected for the National Honor Society like for this amount of money you can join the club da 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 and I was like so you're telling me that I'm smart but I have to pay you money just for a thing that I can put on my resume. Uh, according to my calculations. Uh, yeah, according to my calculations, like, I, th- I think I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> so, like, I just remember, although I do remember calling my mom and being like, Mom, what, what is this? And she told me, and I was like, oh, so I don't do anything? Like, I don't, like, it's not really an opportunity also, for and, anything? And then in defense of, of organizations like that, it also depends on how much you... Put, put time into it. Into it. Sure. So if you're like, this is going to be my thing, and I'm going to like do service through yes. this organization. Yes. I'm going to like really connect with people. Yeah. And I think like, you just really have to decide. Like it can be yes. a meaningful, deep thing. Yeah. And if that's what you and want. And that it to was be. more my brother's experience. Like he okay. did Blue Key, a service fraternity. Yeah. And that was like, like he did CCF primarily, but Blue Key became a huge thing, and he was on like the national governing board for Blue Key, like nationwide. Nice. And like so, right. that was his thing. So definitely, I just, um, yeah, I just knew it wasn't for me, and it was then even within CCF, I got really involved with IFG, the International Focus Group. Okay. And so that was at the I House, the International House, and we worked a lot with international students, and I like loved that the i house is kind of a funny place because it is the one privately owned building on campus in the middle of campus it's not i mean it's well okay not literally in the middle but it's surrounded by campus property yes which is hilarious so it's like like you're walking down the university and then there's like this house Mm -hmm. like a literal residential house that's probably like a hundred years old it's really cool it's designed by one of the famous architects from kirksville oh really yeah because you know we have so many Yes. But <laughs> anyway, it's But it's, it's owned by CCF yeah. and they use it to house and the international The story students. of that house is crazy. I can't remember, but the way that God provided that house to mm. CCF, yeah. I don't believe CCF owns it. Oh. They like rent it for like a dollar a month from this lady. Oh. Who is in Her family owned it. I don't remember the whole story. It would be so cool to have Kevin and Stephanie on here sometime. But like it's something along the lines of like Her mother had lived here. This lady lives out of town. Her mother died. Uh And so they had the house. And then Keevan and Stephanie had been praying for a place to be able to have on campus student outreach to international students. And this woman, like not in this state even, was praying that the house would be used to reach all cultures and like stuff like this. And so somehow they connected And so she has even there's a trust fund like tied to it that then donates to the ministry every month, too. And then rent is like super. Yeah. So I don't believe CCF owns it unless that's changed since I've been involved. But it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's been used by CCF for decades at this point. Right. I would think so. At least decade. I don't know. 
Okay, maybe not as long. Yeah, so you were involved. What kind of things do they do at IFG or in the iHouse? In the iHouse, they... The staple is Friday Night Coffee House is what it was called when I was there. Okay. And now it's iCafe. Um, but it's the same idea where every Friday night they have a theme and... The best ones are like the culturally themed ones, obviously. So we might have like Nepal, Nepali night. And so then we have some of our Nepali student friends like come and teach us a dance and like they cook some of the food for us. And then we just like hang out and talk. And we have some nights where people present on their country and they give a presentation and show a video and teach us a dance. Like dance is a very international thing. Like I think as Americans, we are the least dancey. Interesting. I mean, and of that's all fair. the places. Yeah. Like maybe China is also not so dancey. Okay. But like everywhere else, man, they're like, do dance. Can I show you a dance? Like, can I teach you to dance? And it's a social thing. They oh, do yeah. And so there's lots of dance parties at the iHouse. Cool. Every Friday Fun. usually turns into a dance party. Nice. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And this is something I guess we've talked about or I talk about sometimes is just like, yeah, in the United States, dance is either professional Sure. So you're like on TV dancing and you're like a professional, like you're, or, you know, whether it's hip hop or musical theater or ballet, it's like, this is like your craft and you're like a professional. Okay. Mm -hmm. Or it's like you're at the club and it's like sexual and just like, I'm just dumb. Yeah. yeah. Well, and usually really associated with alcohol and just partying. Partying, yes. As opposed to this other third option of just like fun social. social interaction Uh, yeah pastime yeah like well and so this is actually really funny because i grew up baptist where like (laughs) dancing was not allowed and that's not my family because my mom loves to dance like she's the total social like dancer person who goes crazy at all the weddings because she loves it and so i grew up like with like not dancing not being an okay thing like church wise, but then mom being like, okay, but really there's an okay place for this. Mm. And then going to school and going to CCF dance parties and being like, I'm very uncomfortable. (laughs) And then going to I house parties though, where you have that intercultural influence and like they teach you their dances and they're just like, I mean, you haven't danced until you dance with Africans. Like you just haven't. Yeah. Like, Oh, it's so good. What, were, what are some of the nations that are represented in well, the like, house? African nations, I guess. African nations? Okay, so we've... Oh, gosh. We've had Ethiopian students, Kenyan students. I lived... Um, one of my roommates yeah. for three years was from Kenya. She's an awesome human, um, Karin. And then... Oh, my brain is dying. Nigeria, for sure. I had some really good friends from Nigeria. Cool. Um, and it's just so interesting to hear about and learn about all of the distinctions and stereotypes that they have amongst one another and like African on African kind of thing. Like, (laughs) Oh, you're Nigerian. You're like the uppity one who thinks you're better than everybody. That's funny. And Oh, you're Ethiopian. You're beautiful. Interesting. And like, Oh, you're Kenyan. Like you're super smart and super fast. Hmm. And it was just so funny and just things that I never I mean, yeah, how much from, have I thought about Nigeria before? Sure, from you know? uh, fr- well, and see the hilarious stereotype for us, yeah, white Midwestern Americans yeah. is like all of Africa is the same thing, right? Like that's the uneducated which, perspective which we you would have, have. And you hear the thing of like, oh, you're racist because you think all black people look alike. But what's so funny is they to come them. Here? 
we all look alike. Which is so. And they say that. And yeah. all of the Chinese students, too, they're just like, you guys all look the same. I'm sorry. All of you white people <laughs> are like, light yes. and have brown hair. This is great. <laughs> I love it. And so it's just a universal thing of like, when people are not like you, it takes you a while to recognize their beauty and their uniqueness. And, and also the nuances of yes. the, the cultural yes. differences. Yeah. Whether, so, so whether it's like the nuances of like you're you look different than them, like yeah. like physical nuance, but then yeah, cultural of yeah. Okay, it's not just Africa, it's right. Nigerian, and then Ethiopian, so Kenyan. And then of course within the country. Yeah. yeah. Well and then we had like students from Ghana and I I'm not gonna hit them all because we had students from a lot of African countries. Yeah. I felt, so I was never in IFG. I maybe was at a couple events here and there. Maybe. The biggest parts of the world that I think were represented is a lot of African, like Western African. Yes, and that fluctuated throughout our Eastern years. Eastern African, I'm sorry. Yeah. African, both. I'll say African. And then Southeast Asian. Yes. So like lots of people from Nepal. Yes. A lot of Chinese students, Malaysian students. Vietnamese. Vietnamese. Okay. Yeah, Vietnamese more so yeah. than Malaysian. And obviously you're going to get people from other places. Yeah. You know, German students. And yes. Well, what's weird is like as far as the international community was concerned, at least at the I house. So this is what's also interesting is that we would get European students, but often the European students would integrate more fully elsewhere in the campus yeah the and body. not come to the international student events quote unquote yeah necessarily yeah and so we and just a, in general truman got less european students hmm. but it was interesting to see that the european students we got we might see them a couple times throughout the semester at the i house but they were not the ones who come came and hang out i cannot talk and <laughs> hung out every friday night you know what i mean yeah um yeah, yeah, because you mentioned that and like from us, the soccer side, mm -hmm. playing soccer, like, oh, yeah, you've totally got like Italians and Germans and yeah. a, a few English people. But they were not the people going to like, I'm an international student. And like, yeah, like somewhat like you say that and actually like, when you said each of those nationalities, it stirred memories of different friends that I've had. So definitely. Yes, but they I would definitely not say they were the majority in that. At the I house. Yeah. Like they were the rare, like, oh, you're white too. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. And so were you were you involved with that all till you graduated? Uh no. I was involved only really I started going my freshman year to some things. And then I became part of the leadership team my sophomore year. And then did that sophomore year and my junior year. I only did it a year and a half, really. Really? Okay. Because junior year, um, over Christmas break, God really spoke to me and said, like, Shalene, I need you to, like, stop, shut up, sit down, and, like, just listen to me for a little while. Interesting. And I was like, what? <laughs> and so, and yeah, part what, of what that, did that mean to you? So that meant like stepping down from leadership in CCF. Okay. Um, and that was the biggest, that was the biggest part of it, like mm. stepping down from leadership. And it really, like, as I took steps to do that, it became evident why that was so necessary because I was terrified. It had become my life at Truman. It had become my identity at Truman. Mm. So when I did that, I was for a while, I was like, God, but like, so then what am I like? What even is college? Interesting. Like what, what is my purpose here? Like, what am I doing? Yeah. Um, 
And so from there, I was still around the I house, but it was really weird because it very quickly went from being everything to being a pretty small chunk of life. Like I still mm. spent time with those students, sure. but it was not like while I was on the IFG team, like I was at the I house every day. Yeah. Like we'd study together there. We would have soup and stories with grandpa Steve, like on Tuesdays. And yeah. like we had Walmart trips on Saturdays and we would like just, it was the place to be. Um, yeah. And so I went from being there every day to like occasionally going to coffee houses on Fridays. Nice, yeah. yeah. Very, very weird. Yeah. And so part of that transition was you not just, I don't know, was was it you moving on and growing out of it of like, okay, I'm getting to the end of college and yeah. I need to have more in my life besides this one so organization? It's or, really... Because that also kind of coincided with you transitioning to Life Church, right? Right. Yeah. Which is so weird because in at the time, that wasn't at all my intent or what I thought would happen. Yeah. Um, but looking back, it's really cool to see because sophomore year, the same time I started IFG mm-hmm. was when I met Alina, a friend from Finland yeah, who was going to life church. She'd heard about life church from someone back home. Yeah. Somehow she was connected to, to Buck people. Hudson. Yeah. Who, and, and so we actually we were talking about this earlier. Life church is connected to lots of churches yeah. nationally and just, internationally. just through relationships. It's, yes. it's not like a denomination or something, no. but just like, Hey, I know you, you know us. And like we do conferences together, but then yes, internationally yeah. we're connected to a lot of churches in Northern Europe. Yes. And so Alina from Finland yeah. went to a conference in Sweden that Buck Hudson was hosting. Okay. He had a conversation with her and found out she was going to Truman in Kirksville and was like, Oh, you should check out life church. And so, so she funny. came to Kirksville, Missouri, the middle of nowhere from Finland and started going to Life Church, got super involved. So then I meet Alina at the I house mm-hmm. and she's like, hey, like you should like meet some of my friends. So Alina is the one who introduced me to Larissa and then like being around Larissa. Then I met like Nate and Hugo eventually became yeah. part and just Larissa like all and Nate of, being like core Life Church people. Yeah. Yeah. Because yes. they went to the school. And yeah. And so like all of these people started friends becoming that I my grew friends. Up with. Yeah. Like they're my childhood and friends. Meanwhile, just for reference, like I didn't know who Daniel, like I knew who he was because we'd cross paths in CCF. Sure. But that was it. Didn't really. Yeah, we I hate really, to say this, but I didn't really care. <laughs> like, well, we weren't friends. Yeah, and no. And we weren't even in fr- the same friend groups. No. So like. Yeah. No hard feelings. And so <laughs> so Daniel wasn't part of my beginning life church experience at all either. Yeah. Or like that circle because you were so busy that you never studied yeah, with I us. Yeah, dying on the ever. other end of campus. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, I'll try to condense. But yes, okay. so I started. I feel like we're, we should finish this out and then we can tell my side in another episode. Okay. So we might do like a two-parter for this. So okay. Don't, yeah. don't feel like you need to condense because yes, right. we're both looking at the clock and stuff. So. My bad. We try to keep the episodes around an hour. Um. Yeah. But hey, if we've got more to talk about, let's just make more episodes. Okay. So. Well, so anyway, yes. So I meet Alina my sophomore year. Yeah. Around that same time, I meet Larissa and then everybody else. Kind of start studying, hanging out, but I'm still super involved in CCF. Like this is just the beginning of my IFG days. Continue, continue, continue. I go to EQ a couple times at David's house, David and Jody's house on York Street. Um, and that was awesome. And but I that was still super occasional. But I was gradually getting more tied in. So by the time junior year Christmas break came, when I felt God saying, like, you need to, like, stop. Hmm. 
shut up, sit down. Like <laughs> that also opened a door where I was like, oh, well, I don't have to go to CCF on Sundays because that was a requirement of leadership, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like if you're there, you need to be involved and be there. Yes, the good requirement. Yeah. And so since I wasn't on leadership, I was like, oh, I could like go to life church from time to time, which note also, it's so cool how God does this. Alina was only there fall semester, sophomore year. Yeah, she went she, back home. She was there for one semester. Yeah. yeah. And, and I have it. some things to say about her as well. Yeah. Pretty crazy. And so anyway, she's a wonderful human. I got to go visit her. That's the Finland story and the Sweden story that you've heard previously on this podcast. Alina, that hurt. That's her. I can't talk. Anyway. So yeah. So then I was like, oh, I could go to Life Church occasionally. And so I went on a Sunday. I'd only been to Life Church like maybe two times before in uh-huh. the year and a half before that, mm-hmm. just on random Sundays that CCF didn't have service because of a break or something. And I was very uncomfortable actually, um, because it was <laughs> so different from what I grew up. Coming from Baptist background yeah. to life church is, is a huge culture shock. Speaking of culture. Yeah. Right. <laughs> huge. You thought and uh, international culture shock was one thing. Yeah. Church culture shock. Jesus culture shock is a whole nother <laughs> Hey, it's because we're a cult, and so I'm kidding. I'm kidding about that. I'm kidding. No, yeah. May I have a Kleenex? Yes, please. People have. That's that's a really old joke of people saying life church is a cult, but it's not, and that goes back like 20 years. So, Uh, yeah. Anyway, and so, (laughs) (laughs) well, it's funny because I was. I remember a conversation I had with Stephanie. And I was like, yeah, I went and visited the church that Aline is going to. And she's like, oh, where's that? And I was like, Life Church. And Stephanie laughed and she's like, figures that like a, a Scandinavian student would find the most charismatic church in our town. <laughs> and then she's like. Yeah, we're pretty outgoing as yeah. a church. Yeah. And well, and not even. Okay. Energetic, like. Woo. And speaking Loud in music. tongues. Yeah, and speaking charismatic in, tongues. in yeah, yeah. the traditional sense right, of what that I'm means. I'm just trying to give context to that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyway, it was funny. Uh, so yes. So I went. Sorry. Is that, is that a super Scandinavian thing? No. Okay. It's the opposite. Yeah. Okay. Cause what I've heard about Scandinavian churches yeah. in general is just like very chill. Yeah. Very quiet. And like Tom Bedford, who is a former pastor of light church has visited there and he'll make jokes about like, if they start swaying back and forth while the they're singing, is then moving. like, man, they're going crazy. Like yeah. it's a wild service if they're like swaying back and forth because no. man, well, because just because <laughs> they're so chill. Culturally, Scandinavia is just so much quieter and reserved. Yes. Contrasted with uh, pastors who have visited Zimbabwe and go to African churches and they're like, oh, like you just like turn on the music and everyone's like dancing and like the exactly. whole place is bumping. Yeah. You know? So just, yeah, those cultural differences. Anyway. So yes, I had gone to life church a couple of times. My experience had been like, okay, this is very uncomfy. Like, and mm. ironically, the worship is what made me really uncomfortable because it was just so different. Yeah. How was it different? Um, it was contemporary for one, as okay. opposed to hymns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. It, which didn't bother me because CCF did that too. But then also just like the volume, like it was bumping. <laughs> um, and like people were did it dancing. Ah, uh, yeah, it did. Because we used to run it louder than we do now. Okay. It used to run louder. Yeah. And I wasn't used to it. I feel like it. now we try to run it around 85 decibels, which is a very safe volume. Sure. But I think there were times in the past where they would push like 90, 95. I don't know, but it was loud. 
Interesting. Like you couldn't hear your voice. And that was kind of fun actually once you got used to it. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, it was just so uncomfortable and like people like speaking and like singing in the spirit and like speaking in tongues at different times right. and just, a t and like a more prayerful atmosphere, like a good worship atmosphere, but huh. that's not at all what I'd grown up with. And so it was just very uncomfy. And I had many, many conversations with Jesus where I was like, Lord, like I am just not, I don't know about this. Like, are we sure this is okay? And he was like, Shalene, is anything here contrary to my word? Hmm. Or are you just uncomfortable? Like, why are you uncomfortable? Are you uncomfortable because there's evil or wrong here? Or are you uncomfortable because it's not what you're used to? Hmm. And I'd be like, well, it's just not what I'm used to, Lord. And he's like, okay, so you can like endure. Hmm. And then, yeah, so I would like... That's an interesting question to ask. Of, yeah. Because as Christians, we should all claim to live our lives in alignment with what scripture says. Right. Like that is truth. And so yeah. that's like, that's the standard that of like, if my church, is, if your church is wrong, like, then I'm going to appeal to scripture to make that point. Right. Sure. Or if I have something so against this church. so many churches don't do that. Well. That's not at all how it so often works. Which is unfortunate because at least on paper or at least what we say as Christians, it should be that. Right. It's like, okay, well, your church does this, my church does this. Yes. Does it align with scripture? But we have to be careful because even now being comfortable with life church, how easy is it among our friends to go somewhere else and be like, yeah, worship just like was kind of weird today. Or like, I don't know what I thought about. And okay, is it because they were not speaking truth or is it because it wasn't what you're used to? Well, yeah, and that applies, absolutely That's applies what to I'm, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm so. Just, I'm just trying to get onto the point of like how we evaluate churches sure. should be scriptural. Yeah. And for you, you're saying you were praying about it and God was like, okay, is this a scriptural issue right. or is this just a yeah. comfort issue? And so it's funny because I would like endure through worship. Oh no. <laughs> and then Jeremy would get up and I'd be like, Ah, the word of God. <laughs> Jeremy being the pastor. Yes. Okay. And not that he's not that he's the word of God, but he would start speaking and it would just bring such peace because every word out of his mouth just resonated and was like, yep, that's scripture. Yep, that's scripture. The, yep, that's scripture. Yep, that's scripture. Yep, that's scripture. Okay, cool. I'm good here. Like yeah. this is solid. So I would like endure through worship of being like, I am so uncomfortable. Oh my goodness. Ah! And then be like, oh. <laughs> Okay, but we all believe in Jesus here. Here's the That's Bible. Really funny. I recognize the Bible. We're good. And so those were my That's first awesome. several experiences. And so then by junior year, when things changed, I'd kind of gotten past that by okay. being at Life Church a couple of times and being more and more involved with EQ and having prayer nights and worship nights and things. Yeah. So then I was like, I could go to Life Church every once in a while. And then I went the first Sunday and I was like, and I feel like God also, well, no, at this point I was like, ah, or I could go to Life Church every Sunday. Mm, interesting. So I started going every Sunday and I was still trying to do all of my CCF stuff on Wednesday nights. And I was like, yeah, we're going to do both of this. It'll be great. Like I can do Life Church on Sundays. You okay? Sorry, I just got an eyelash. Ignore me. Okay, sorry. Um, I could go to Life Church on Sunday. I could go to CCF on Wednesday and like maintain all the relationships, still do all of the things. Yeah. And then that's when God was like, or you could give me all of your CCF stuff and jump in fully at Life Church. And I was like, what? <laughs> but what do you mean? Like, Lord, you have given me these friendships and these relationships. How must, how can I maintain them if I'm not even there on Wednesdays? And like, <laughs> it was, I, and he was like, you're really going to like argue with me about this? Like, I'll make it possible. Mm. And I was like, 
Okay. So then like mid semester spring junior year, which would have been 2017, uh, was when I then started fully like going to all the Wednesday night prayer meetings instead of going to CCF or like just whatever was happening there. Life groups actually is what it was at that time every Wednesday. Yeah. And, um, yep. So then from there on out, yeah, CCF became less and less. I mean, I was still very involved. Like I would still be on the worship team at CCF for different events and things like that. Um, but it was just interesting. And by this time, my little brother Isaac had come to Truman as well. And it was so funny because then he threw himself into CCF at around the same time that I'm starting to pull out of it. And so I show up to things and they're like, oh, you're Isaac's sister. And mm. that was just so weird because yeah. I was like, okay, people, I was here for... <laughs> <Yeah. No. laughs> He's the but, little brother. But actually, I didn't feel that way because he is so cool that I was like, yeah, I am. <laughs> What's up, fam? How's it going? That's awesome. And so, Isaac is cool. Yes. Um, yeah. So it was just really good. And yeah, college was just great. Like I grew so much and I loved having the chunks, the semesters, the years, the seasons to that, clearly distinguish. That were like, clearly defined. Yes. Yeah. They were clearly defined. And I felt like the Lord worked in clearly defined seasons within that. Interesting. Um, of so like, like in this semester, like God is talking to you about this yes, thing and like yeah. he gives you these people that he yes. wants you to, to work with and yes. be, be their friend. Yes. And, and then, then it changes because your schedule changes and like, okay, so mm. then how do you still keep in touch? Are you supposed to still keep in touch? And like, what is shifting over here and your whole schedule change? Like it just, yeah. And I remember, I don't remember what year this was, but I remember there was one long, it felt very long season where I didn't know what God was doing mm. or what the point was. Yeah. And I just remember languishing like in my apartment. So it was <laughs> at least junior year, if not senior year, I think it was probably junior year was hard. Junior year was really hard year for me. Mm. And it was the most growth spiritually mm. and academically. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow it was a good the combination of all those pressures yeah, it's really, really just molds good. a person. It's just good stuff. <laughs> Yeah, but I remember definitely languishing and talking to Stephanie. So it must have been fall of junior year because yeah. she was still discipling me in IFG. And talking with her and being like, I just don't even know. Like, where is God? And like, what is, what's he doing? Like, what's happening? Like, I just, and she's like, dude, chill. Like, you're okay. <laughs> and I was like, no, but he's like not speaking clearly. And like, I just, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was kind of out of that season of not being able to hear him that he then came and said, hey, stop, mm. shut up, sit down and listen. Interesting. Um, yep. Yep. Cool. It was good. What was being a comm major like? It was so good. <laughs> it was great. Um, I'm always afraid to talk about this with Just, you. No, I am not going to be offended by your story. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Even though mine was very different. Yeah. So I just remember. Okay, sorry, I'm going to cutting you off. But it's like okay. I saw this. I don't know if it was a tweet Ugh. where because this is a real reality of college where someone tweeted something sure. like college is crazy. I'm over in the library doing a coloring page and the science <laughs> major is in the next booth over doing open heart surgery. You know, it's <laughs> like the jokes well, of like the the vast sorry. difference in experience and I'll just I don't know, I'll just say academic rigor 
Shirlene's blowing her nose. Sorry. <laughs> the difference in academic rigor and experience between the majors in a college oh, is I needed that. vast. It's yeah. Vast. So anyway. Well, okay. First, I did not do any coloring pages. Thank you. Good. <sighs> Second, <laughs> um, no, I would say Truman was Truman all around. So like regardless of what your classes were. There was rigor to them. Yes. And Truman is a school that prides itself in yeah. being rigorous and like yes. a Truman degree is not like other degrees because if when you get through Truman, it's not like those other run of the mill universities. Yeah. Like you so, have something that like sets you apart. I definitely, Which in some in some ways is very true. I think some of it's a little delusional. Yeah. But I think I don't by know. and large talking Truman, to some friends who went to Mizzou, I'm like, what? Yeah, you did what? What what was your college? What? I'm sorry. What? We also <laughs> classic Truman is like Mizzou. Mizzou stocks, you know, so but yeah. like there is I think there is something know. to be said for Truman rigor and that it actually yes. does. Well, because I was in one of the you. softest majors, like one of the most humanitarian <laughs> major. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, but it was great. Like I remember I was taking math classes still at the time. It was my sophomore year before I had my first communication class because mm-hmm. I was a math comm double major. I went math heavy first year with gen eds and then second year I started comm stuff. And by then I dropped math stuff and picked up business. Anyway, uh, so I remember walking into my first comm class, rhetoric. Yes. And, and? and just, it was one, of, it's like the big weed out class to begin with where the professor okay. like tries to scare everyone of like this is the calm major get with it which is <laughs> such a joke um a little bit i don't know anyway but i just remember walking in and being like these are my people like because in math class i sat on the front row and i interacted with the professor and i asked questions and i looked like the stupid person when i didn't know something yeah and i like found out the answers and i like asked my seatmate like all right so what about this and you want to study and we talked okay we talked wait you talked to people in class we talked crazy i talked to the professor that sure doesn't happen in a stem class oh my goodness it was ridiculous (laughs) it was me and maybe one other girl but it was usually just me talking in all of my math classes and i was like people come on people are insecure and they (sighs) they have to maintain the illusion of being smarter than everyone else so so, i knew freshman week that i was not as smart as because there was freshman week my freshman week class I remember specifically there was this guy that at first was really friendly and was like, yeah, we can study together. Da, 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 really friendly. Yeah. Like, and then he found out that instead of going into Calc two, like he was, I was starting with Calc or whatever. As a freshman. Yes. And then after that, he never talked to me again <laughs> ever. And I was like, all right, peasant. So I'm behind you. Cool. I accept that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I went into my math classes being like, I know I don't know these things. That's why I'm talking to the professor to learn these things. I was blown away by the kids that were starting college in Calc 3. It's ridiculous. I was like, Maybe what? that was him. I don't remember. That sounds more. It was something. I mean, I started college with Calc 2, so I, I was doing that. Sure. That's great. But I had no like exposure to Calc. And I, pre- yes. And, and yes, it's pretty decently common for high schoolers to be able to take calc in high school um and then start college in calc two starting calc three is like wow you you really accelerated and that honestly was probably the biggest culture shock to me was that at my school i had literally done everything offered plus everything else that i could ask to be offered 
Yeah. So then to at go at your to, tiny church school. Well, and yeah. at our public school, like I took all the dual credit stuff. Oh, oh, you did. Like oh, okay, wow. I guess I forgot. That. Not all of the dual credit stuff, but I definitely like took a good chunk of yeah, dual credit. You were in. So I did all of the things that I could do to then go to Truman and have some guy freshman week be like, you're starting in Calc. Okay. I'll never talk to you again. I was like, excuse me. <laughs> I've done all the things. This is not my fault. <laughs> Which side tangent is something to be said for growing up in small rural areas. Sure. Like you did. And I did kind of. Um, yeah. I just like there's not as it was not an option. There's not academic resources. Like I remember yeah. I started taking a course in high school that was called college mathematics. That's what it was called. Interesting. So dumb. Um, <laughs> what it was was logic. It okay. was logic. Yeah. But I couldn't get through it all the way because all I had was this book to read that was literally just like logic sentences. Yeah. In in the logic symbols. In the logic symbols. Yeah. And it would like kind of teach you things. But I had no teacher because of the curriculum. That's how it's, it's individual. Yeah. yeah. And so I had my trusty teacher who had gotten me through geometry, algebra one and two, trig, like all the things. And he was my tutor and I loved him so much. And I'm like, all right, logic. And he goes, yeah, I got nothing. And I'm like, what do you mean you have nothing? <laughs> and so, so he was confused by how the book was written and by what was going on. And yeah. he was like, I don't, I don't know. And so I didn't finish that course because... I had no clue. Like mm -hmm. I got halfway through it, I think. Yeah. Anyway, so that was probably the biggest culture shock mm -hmm. going to college was that difference. Um, you were asking me about calm though. Well, you, yes, so, they're my but people. you were saying, yeah, they're your people. Yeah. Like, so, because so people actually talk in the calm major. Yes. Like everyone was raising their hand to respond wow. and that was expected Amazing. from the professor. It was expected that every class is discussion is dialogue. I cannot tell you how many of my classes, probably nine out of 10 classes in the communication major are conducted in a circle. Interesting. Or a discussion group. Yeah. Or a portion of the class yeah. is conducted in a circle. Wow. Where, yes, you've read your content, you've but most of the learning comes out of discussing what that means. Yeah. And then applying it and trying to come up with your own theories of like, okay, we read this theory and looked at how they diagram this theory. What would you change? What would you add? What do you see differently? Yeah. What like, and just discussion, how does this apply in your life? Okay. So I took a family comm class. All right. So what's your family like? How yeah. do you see these theories interacting with your family? Yeah. Um, it was so fun. It was so fun. That's awesome. Yeah. And then of course the common thing is like when people think of a communication major, they think like public speaking, public speaking is the least calm class ever. I mean, like. So it's the, the most basic thing. Yeah. Public speaking is literally how to talk in front of people. If you can't talk in front of people, you can't do a comm degree because every class has at least two or three presentations mm -hmm. and you're talking in discussion group the whole time. So if you don't know how to like put together a good presentation, don't do that major. Yeah. Cause that's the whole thing. So the whole, you're saying, yeah, the whole comm degree is not how to just, public speak it's like, right no, no. We're trying to get past that it's way actually, past that well yeah. and mine was calm studies there's also public communication okay. as another one and journalism okay were the three areas within communication yeah i did communication studies so yeah. that's also another reason that it wasn't focused just on presenting it was focused on like what are the theories here what are yeah it, it's and it, the reason for that degree it's primarily to prep you for grad school so that you can do research, do research. and communication right, studies. Right. And I really looked at that. Mm -hmm. 
and then was like, um, that does not seem meaningful enough for something that I want to do necessarily, but I've really enjoyed interacting with these ideas. This has been great. Thanks for your time. Peace. Like (laughs) took your valedictorian perfect GPA and your extra money you made from Truman. (laughs) You didn't pay money going to Truman. No, I got paid going because you had so much scholarship money yeah that's awesome it was very nice i'm very thankful god definitely provided Mm -hmm. and so that also i know made my college experience different from many other people's because i didn't have to worry about working i still did i had a campus job and got like institutional pay right just for funsies yeah why did i did i have to for one of my no i don't think i even had to for one of my scholarships scholarship hours yes because so Maybe I don't know if this is a thing it. at other universities, but at Truman, yes. if you get certain scholarships, you get the money, but you have to do scholarship hours. You have to work a and job. And that was also a yeah. huge chunk of my experience, actually, because a lot of people for their scholarship hours would be like a night monitor at one of the residence hall desks yeah. or and you just study and answer the phone. The, and best, goes wrong. the best scholarship job what? was printer assistant. Oh, that's so stupid. Which is so good. You literally which, sat next to the printer and... And separated the papers as they come out. Which like, is useful. Which, Thank you. I mean, is useful because sure. otherwise you just have p- papers and papers piling up on the printer and yeah. then people... It's going to be a big mess. So you would take the prints off and then put them in the little rack so that when which someone comes from... Which you know our senior year they changed. Mm. I think so. Where now you scan your ID at the printer and then it prints it. Yes. So you right, send right. it to print, but then you, when you go get it, you scan your ID. Right. As opposed prints. to it just spitting out. And Which then, is really quite smart. Yeah. Whoever came up with that. Yeah. Good um, thinking. Yeah. And it saves all of the cover but sheets. But that was always a funny job. Yeah. Because they would just be sitting there playing, you know, their Nintendo DS or studying or reading and then just yeah. like pulling papers and that's their scholarship job which so that's the thing is like you have that option where and that really i'm sure for a lot of people worked really well because then they could continue doing the studying that they needed yeah i mean some people needed right i would have or people who were just like i don't care like i don't want this to be a meaningful part of my college experience like i'm just gonna put in the hours and move on but i had an opportunity with the university career center for that to be my scholarship job and then it developed where I was working more hours than my scholarship. So I got institutional pay. But that was such a value added experience hmm. in my college. Like yeah. I started sophomore year. Um, Shout out to Dave Lusk. Yeah. And it was fantastic. And Brandy Wright, she's not there anymore. Um, she's now teaching actually in one of the rural school districts around here. And Polly, wow, I can't remember her last name. Polly's actually the reason I got hired. Hmm. Because I interviewed to be an essay. Yeah. And I didn't. Student. Student assistant, student advisor. Student advisor. Yeah, advisor. I was like, not student assistant. And I didn't get that position, which like was a whole nother story and like floored me. Hmm. Um, and ev- and everybody around me was like, wait, what? Yeah. Like my essays were like, how the, what? Um, yeah. But regardless, I interviewed with Polly and Polly then like put my name into Dave. So when I went in to talk to Dave about just like career counseling at one point as a client. Yeah. He was like, by the way, here's an application. Polly said you would be great. Like you should work here. <laughs> nice. And I was like, okay. So yeah, I became, I forgot you did that. Yeah. The career center. Yeah. I totally. Forgot oh yeah. Cause that All was a huge thing. Sophomore, junior, senior year. Yeah. Cause as we were becoming friends toward the end of college, it's like, yeah, Shalene works at the career center. Yeah. And so like critiquing resumes, conducting mock interviews. I even was given the opportunity to create my own position as the international student liaison. 
at the Career Center. International Student Liaison. Yeah. ISL. So I created that position that's still going as far as I know. Nice. I need to check in and see how, how that's going. <laughs> and anyway, um, so I got to like write out the job description and create goals for that year and projects. And so I would go and visit different organizations on campus, primarily international student organizations to present on career material, but then also just to network and like ask them how we can better serve them as the career center. Because there's a whole side to that of like visas for them to be able to even work here and just like the whole career culture is very different and just so talking with them about that and then like we had the career fair every year so you set that up and you act all professional for that and and then so then there's an ISL portion there where it's okay how do we help international students come to our career fair how do they know what employers are international friendly if that makes sense because a lot of employers are like no we like we're not going through the visa process no and so how can we help them actually like make it worth it for them to come yeah and just yeah so that was really cool to get to tie those passions from like doing ifg then into my career center work yeah it's like international student communication yeah oh and that's what i got to use actually it came about at the same time that I got to use it for my uh, communication internship for communication departmental honors. I had to do an internship. Interesting. Okay. And so that was my internship, my Mm. international student liaison internship at the career center. So with that, then I developed a website presenting the work that I did and had to document and take pictures and have a presentation at the end of everything. And like, yeah, it was, huh, I forgot I did all this. It was really (laughs) cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I've talked a lot. Um, it's your story. Yeah. Yeah, we're at about an hour, so we'll probably wrap this up, and then yeah. we'll just do part two. With Daniel. Daniel's college experience. You're just really good at asking questions. I don't know if I'll be as good <laughs> at, interestingly. We're good at talking. The comm so. degree. I should surely be. I try. Uh, one, of, one of the things I've learned over the years is how to... Stop talking and listen to other people, which I learned from one of my so college valuable. friends. If you want to know who that friend was, tune in next <laughs> week and hear about Daniel's college experience. But yeah, anyway, it was cool to hear your story. And I'm sure it'll come up more as we talk about life and stuff like that. But There's so much more. Like, that's crazy because we've talked an hour, but like I've not even scratched the I, And I'm playing back of like, oh, yeah, we could talk. We could talk two hours just on CCF. Yeah, like cha. that whole aspect of college and more life church stuff and yeah there's a whole we didn't talk anything about dorm life we didn't talk about anything about roommates we didn't talk about anything about the dining hall the drama library of which one yeah i love the library which dining hall is the best there's a lot of fights about that everyone says it's ryle hall yeah supposedly that's what i'm saying anyway <laughs> <laughs> more to talk about cool well, yep. thanks for listening, everybody. We will uh, yes. catch you on the next one. Uh, we're probably just going to take a break and keep talking, but yeah, for oh, you, yay, yeah, for you listeners. Happy um, Saturday to me. <laughs> for you listeners, you'll just have to tune in next week and catch the other part of our conversation. Yeah. So thanks for listening up to this point. All right, bye, guys. Toodles. Say yeah.